from the Cyber Hub Bunker and Studio. You're tuning in to the Cyber Hub Podcast. And now for your host and CISO, James Azar. Good morning, gang. Welcome to another episode of the Cyber Hub Podcast. What a week this has been. And Patch Tuesday was yesterday. And like many of you, I dread Patch Tuesday. Because who doesn't? Because who in the real mind? Every single company has kind of single-handedly decided we're going to expose all of our vulnerabilities and everything we have on one day. And you've got a few hours potentially to do all of this work. Otherwise, the bad guys, our adversaries, the criminals will be the ones coming after your systems because now that we've reported it, they're going to be scanning for it. They're going to be building exploits and they move fast. We know they do. And so there you got it. So we've got a Patch Tuesday recap here and a whole lot more on this morning's show. So don't go anywhere. Stay tuned. We're live on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Please make sure to subscribe. Give us a five-star rating. Good morning to everyone commenting on YouTube, Facebook. We've got eight countries tuning in this morning. I love that. Since I've got all of you here, a shameless plug. But if you do love our podcast, you love the work we do, I've started doing a lot of writing and I'm putting out some exclusive podcasts strictly on Substack. You can go and you can subscribe. There's a free version and a paid version. The paid version is $50 a year. It's really, really, uh, I've tried to make it as affordable as I possibly can, understanding economic times. I'm just not taking on a lot of new sponsors on the podcast because I don't want to produce content that I don't necessarily agree with. So I've reduced the number of sponsors I'm bringing on the show as a general rule of thumb, and I'm looking to be more supported by all of y'all. You can go to jamesazar.substack.com, support the show there. And now without further ado, join us for our traditional Coffee Cup Cheers Let's get the show started. Microsoft dropped the Patch Tuesday uh, kind of repertoire of patches, and they've rolled out a massive batch of software updates. They cover at least 70 documented vulnerabilities affecting the Windows ecosystem, including six critical issues that expose users to dangerous code execution attacks. According to Microsoft, none of the vulnerabilities have been publicly discussed or exploited in the wild. Uh, Windows network administrators are being urged to pay special attention to a trio of highly critical bugs in the Windows Pragmatic General Multicast, or PGM, the protocol used to deliver packets between multiple network members in a reliable manner. All three network Pragmatic General Multicast vulnerabilities carry a CVSS severity score of 9 or 0.8 out of 10 and can be exploited by a remote unauthenticated attacker to execute code on unaffected systems. The CVEs are 2023, 263 32014 and 32015. This is the ter- third month in a row for PGM to have a CVSS of 9.8 bug, according to Trend Micro's Zero Day Initiative. Security experts are also highlighting CVE 2023-32021, a remote code execution bug in Microsoft Exchange server that allows attackers to bypass issues that were previously exploited in the wild. The June patch also includes a fix for CVE 2023-3079 or a type confusion flaw in Chrome and that's the Chrome Chromium that has already been exploited in malware attack. So we'll talk about Adobe here in just a minute, but Microsoft's got a whole slew of these. You want to make sure to get those done. Adobe for their end have also shipped out their patches, fixing a dozen issues that exposed Adobe commerce users to code execution attack. At least 12 security problems are available in the widely deployed Adobe commerce formerly Magento product and where that successful exploitation could lead to arbitrary code execution, security feature bypass, and arbitrary file system read. The critical severity bulletin from Adobe says the Magento open source product is also vulnerable to the documented issues. 
The company also fixed uh, shipped fixes for four documented bugs that could lead to exploited targeting in the Adobe Experience Manager software. The patch due to rollout also fixes issues um, for a critical flaw in Adobe Animate that could cause code execution problems in the context. Also, Adobe Substance 3D Designer um, have all had uh, their patches taken care of. So a tall order of items. I'm sure uh, all of y'all looked at them yesterday. And one of, of these is getting all of this stuff done. Now, the thing about these devices and these programs, at least with Microsoft and Adobe, is you can really just kind of auto patch most of the SaaS type products, right? Like uh, uh, Word, Excel, uh, you know, Substance 3D Designer, you can set it up so that when there's an update that comes through, it does the auto update overnight, and that's that. But Microsoft Exchange Server is a bit more complex. You want to make sure that doesn't impact operations you take down email you've taken down the lifeline of your company so um, keep that in mind y'all we'll move to CISA ordering federal agencies to secure internet exposed network devices this is the first binding operational directive ordering federal agencies to secure misconfigured or internet exposed networking equipment within 14 days of discovery the binding operational directive 23-02 applies to network device with internet exposed management interfaces that grant authorized users the necessary access for performing network administrative duties. The directive requires federal civilian executive branch agencies to take steps to reduce their attack surface created by insecure or misconfigured management interfaces across certain classes of devices. Uh, they've also talked about zero trust in this one, and we're going to go in more detail on tomorrow's show over this specific directive coming from CISA. It's an important one, folks. It's an important one because it's going into federal agencies. And typically what happens is once it hits federal agencies, it also hits the defense contractors and then it escalates into the private market. It's kind of the trickle down economy aspect of these rules. Um, so we'll talk more about that on tomorrow's show. If you're a WordPress customer and you're also using Stripe, well, the Stripe payment uh, plugin bug is leaking customer order details according to to a new report. This is coming from the WooCommerce Stripe Gateway plugin for WordPress was found to be vulnerable to a bug that allows any unauthenticated user to view order details placed through the plugin. WooCommerce Stripe Payment is a payment gateway for WordPress e-commerce sites, which currently has 900,000 active installation. It allows websites to accept payment methods such as Visa, MasterCard, Amex, Apple Pay, Google Pay through Stripe's payments processing API. Security analysts at PatchStack have discovered the popular plugin is vulnerable to CVE 2023 34000, an unauthenticated insecure direct object reference, an IDOR flaw essentially that could expose sensitive details to attackers. The vulnerability could allow unauthenticated users to view checkout page data, including PII, email addresses, shipping addresses, and users' full name. It doesn't expose the payment details, but it does give everything else. And so it could make it very easy to fish the payment detail from a user by essentially mimicking the order, sending them a new link and then having the user enter their credit card detail where you're actually getting it and, and you steal it. So you want to make sure you get this patch done. The patch uh, the uh, patch stack discovered and reported the plugin to the vendor on April 17th, and a patch was released on May 30th. That's version 7.4.1. Um, over half of the active installation of the plugins currently used the vulnerable version, so you want to make sure you get those patched up as well. A new adversary in the middle campaign is, is extremely successful when it comes to business email compromise. 
Uh, following a successful phishing attempt, threat actors are getting initial access to one of the victim's employee accounts to execute an adversary in the middle attack, bypass 365 authentication, and gain persistence access to the account. Once gaining persistence, a threat actor exfiltrates data from the, comp- from the compromised account, uses the access to spread the phishing attack against other victim, uh, em- victim's employees, along with several external targeted organizations. The findings come less than a week after Microsoft detailed a similar combination of an adversary in the middle phishing NBEC attack aimed at banking and financial services organizations. This in turn can be achieved by seizing control of an account through an elaborate social engineering scheme following which the scammer emails the company's clients or suppliers fake invoices and requests payment to a fraudulent bank account. All in all, uh, this company says it's a worm-like fashion from one target to the other until they get something that works. So you want to make sure you start defending against these types of attacks as well. We move to Chinese cyber espionage group tracked as UNC3886 has been observed exploiting the VMware ESXi zero-day vulnerability to escalate privileges on guest VMs, according to Mandiant. This was initially detailed in September of last year that UNC3886 has been using malicious vSphere installation bundle packages that are typically used to maintain systems and deploy update to install backdoors on ESXi hypervisors and gain command execution, file manipulation, and reverse shell capabilities. The group's malicious actions would impact VMware's ESXi host, vCenter servers, and Windows virtual machines. In recent attacks, the uh, Chinese were seen harvesting credentials from vCenter server for all connected ESXi hosts, deploying backdoors using VMCI sockets for lateral movement and persistence and modifying and disabling logging services on compromised systems. Additionally, the group has been exploiting a zero-day vulnerability in the VMware tools to bypass authentication and execute privileged commands across Windows, Linux, and Photon OS guest VMs. CVE 2023-20867, the vulnerability has a low severity rating because its exploitation requires that the attacker has root access to the ESXi server. A fully compromised ESXi host can force VMware tools to fail to authenticate host to guest operations, impacting the confidentiality and integrity of the guest virtual machine. According to Mandy, UNC 3886 was seen using scripts to harvest credentials from compromised vCenter servers through the connected v Postgres SQL database, enumerating all ESXi hosts and their guest VMs and modifying list of allowed IPs across all of these as well. Very, very sophisticated type of attack coming from China. If you're using VMware, which almost everyone does because VMware powers almost every single data center in the world, this is significant. This is essentially a backdoor to a backdoor to a backdoor. Um, and something's got to be done about it. And that gets us to Washington, D.C., where Democrats and Republicans on a key Senate panel have signaled Tuesday that a series of reforms that the FBI made to how analysts search U.S. citizen electronic data under a warrantless surveillance program is not enough to earn their support for the law's renewal. Finally, some backbone there. The Senate Judiciary Committee held the chamber's first public hearing on reauthorizing Section 702 of the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, better known as FISA, The statute allows U.S. agencies to collect electronic data of foreign or overseas, even if those communications involve U.S. citizens without a warrant and retain the information for national security or investigations. We know this has been abused multiple times. The Biden administration now wants to renew the law, but they've struggled to overcome recent disclosures of past FBI abuses of the so-called U.S. person queries, leading lawmakers on both sides of the aisle to wonder if the agency should be required to obtain a warrant before accessing files especially those that belong to U.S. citizens. 
Uh, they'll support the reauthorization if there's significant, significant reform. This is coming from Judiciary Committee Chairman Dick Durbin from Illinois. Um, uh, U.S. person queries is a term of searches that are reasonably likely to identify one or more specified, specific, sorry, American citizens. Uh, moreover, the reforms must also include safeguards to prevent future abuse and ensure effective oversight by Congress and the courts representing the people here a little bit. Uh, Lindsey Graham, Senator from South Carolina, the panel's ranking Republican agreed with Durbin, telling FBI Deputy Director Paula Beatty that the agency must prove to this committee that when you query about an American citizen in that system, that you're not just being lazy getting around the law and that these abuses need to stop. So all of that is very, very good news. All in all, digital surveillance is significant. Um, and so, um, you know, there's there's significant pushback on both sides of the aisle, something that Washington agrees on, and I think most of you would as well. So that's it for our show today. Again, go check out my Substack. Links in the show notes. All the links to all the stories are in the show notes. You can go check them out there. Some hope to end the show with, but still, China's a major threat. These guys in the Senate and Congress need to get President Biden to act on China sooner rather than later before it's too late um, for all of us. Um, China could be a major disruptor. We'll talk about more of that uh, tomorrow on the show, as well as some special stuff that I'll be dropping in Substack in July. Um, real exclusive content. Um, will not make it on any other platform. Won't be on the podcast listening platform. Won't be on the CyberHub podcast website. Will be exclusively behind our paywall on Substack. You can go check it out there. Uh, more announcements next week on that, by the way. So stay tuned. That's it for the show. Have a great rest of your day, y'all. Enjoy hump day. We'll be back tomorrow, 9 a.m. live right here on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Catch the rerun of the show at 10 a.m. on the CyberHub podcast LinkedIn page. And check us out on your favorite podcast listening platform. Have a great rest of your day, y'all. And stay cyber safe. We love feedback, so make sure to connect with us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform.